Husbands ignore future widow's needs. Interesting. So I just got done doing a, uh, a four-part series earlier this morning on uh, best time to take Social Security for old Kathy. And uh, it was interesting, interesting. I, I, I was able to actually wipe out 62 as a starting point and look at 66 as 70. I, I can, yeah, I think it's, I would still default to 70, but 60, it was pretty close between 66 and 70. Let's just put it that way. But I think 62 is out of the question. Uh, yeah, I could, you know, 55, 70, 45, uh, 66, full retirement age. But we didn't talk about survival benefits. We didn't talk about spousal benefits or anything like that. We didn't even really talk about taxes all that much. We just a little bit, but not much. So this is interesting because if you're married, you've got to be looking at spousal benefits or and or I should say survivor benefits too. So just remember, there's three types of Social Security benefits. I'm not talking disability here, by the way. I'm talking three types of retirement benefits. Disability is not retirement. Once you hit full retirement age, your disability automatically becomes your retirement benefit. Actually, Devin Carroll did a great video a couple weeks, about two weeks back on, on that. That's You need to watch that. If, if disability is something on your mind, you got to watch that video. Um, all right. So anyways, you got your benefit on your record. You have a spousal benefit, which is half of your spouse's PIA. And you got your survivor benefit. And these three things are completely separate. In fact, the survivor benefit is, should be looked at in its own box up here spousal and uh your own benefit kind of right here but the survivor benefits is a complete different animal so if you're married you're not considering survivor benefits you're wrong that's all there is to it all right so let's dive into this this uh this is of interest to me and this is from the squared away blog uh from the center for retirement Re oh boy why do they call this that's interesting they said squared away blog from the center for retirement that's the first i've heard uh that is that because uh, squared away is a military term um it's interesting that they would have said that and this I found, of course, through my membership in Savvy Social Security Planning on Horse's Mouth. If you're a budding financial advisor, I get this question all the time. Maybe I'll do a separate video. What should I do? And now this is where you need to go right here. Uh, Savvy Social Security through horsesmouth.com. Bart, you got to do it. Because uh, very, very few financial advisors are up to snuff on Social Security and even less are up to snuff on Medicare. All right, so let's read this. So from the square, and if you're not familiar with Center for Retirement Research, I, you know, they're through BC, uh, Alicia Munell. I've read a bunch of their stuff on this website, on this uh, YouTube channel. Um, I, I'm fond of them. I, I, I find there's a always a, uh, there's a lady, Teresa Giadesi or something like that, who's a big, big, big lib. And she's for all for socializing and everything. And just, you know, just essentially forcing you to get out of your 401k. And I don't think these guys, Alicia Munell and CRR at the Boston Center of Boston College, are that to that extreme. But I, I, if you read between the lines, which which I do, I'm a cynic by nature, man. I mean, just let's just put it like that. I'm a cynic, and I read between the lines that they seem to make the case for more government coercion and less freedom. So I just, yeah. So I like I like their stuff. I always am somewhat skeptical because I think they're coming at it from a big government perspective, and I don't like that. So, but let's read it anyway. That's just my own bias. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, June fourth, two thousand nineteen. Who's they got the author on here? Nope. Uh, okay, the the read the entire study authored by Anek Bell Base and Laura Quinby. I guess that's Mayor Quimby's daughter. Remember Mayor Quimby? <laughs> 
Put in the show notes if you know who Mayor Quimby is. All right, just say who he is, who he is, or what show he's from, Mayor Quimby. The amount of money a widow receives from Social Security can mean the difference between comfort and hardship. Husbands have a lot of control over how this will turn out. Each additional year, they postpone collecting their own benefit adds another 7.3% to the amount a future widow will receive every month from the survivor benefit. But husbands can be a stubborn lot. I'm offended. How could you say that? <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, can you imagine saying, uh, why? I don't even know what you say. Wives can be a talkative lot. I don't, I don't know. What, what I say about my wife as a demeaning uh, discussion? I, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Men are stubborn? Newsflash, newsflash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, previous research has shown that a large minority failed to take their wives into account when deciding to start the Social Security. That's a flipping wrong answer, man. That is the wrong answer. A new study confirms this in an online experiment designed to raise husbands' awareness of the financial impact their claiming age could have on a spouse. The men's ages range from 45 to 62. In the experiment, the researchers displayed Social Security benefit information to the men three different ways. In the first format, a control group saw the basic info, the husband's full retirement benefit, and then a link to the second page displaying his benefits for various claiming agents. Ages. A second format also displayed his full benefit, but the link went to a page that estimates, estimates of his wife's survivor benefits based on the husband's various claiming agents. The later he files, the more she gets. The third format had the same information as the second, but it was presented on a single web page. Regardless of the way the survivor benefits were displayed, the men weren't persuaded to postpone their own benefits to one day help their widows. Huh. Regardless of the way the survivor benefits were displayed, the men were not persuaded to postpone their own benefits in order to help their widows. Um, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I don't know what to make of that. Why would, uh, they must have not explained it right. Because why would you not? I don't know. Potential explanations include their feelings about work, existing health issues, and whether they'll get a defined benefit from the employer. Whatever their motivation, simply educate husbands on the financial. Whatever their motivation, simply educating husbands on the financial impact of, of choosing a claiming age is unlikely to improve the widow's economic outcomes, says a study from the CRR, the Center for Re Retirement Research at BC. The impact of widowhood is often significant. An average widow's total income drops 35% when a husband passes away. And of course, we know the taxes go up. The research is estimated from financial data for married men who had retired. The earlier the husband has started his benefits, the larger the drop in the widow's income after the second Social Security check stops coming in. Now, that's interesting to me. I, why, who are these husbands? Um, you know, I'm not going to read the whole thing in terms of the study. I just find that interesting. Let's read... Uh, with some of the responses. Uh, Tom Wright says, disturbing that most husbands were unmoved by the potential impact. Yeah, I agree. Uh, couldn't you have more accurately framed this article by stating that couples do not anticipate a husband will likely die significantly earlier than the wife, or by pointing out the women statistically enjoy longer lives than men, and therefore more often the ones who survive in a period of... Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Isn't it... In <laughs> Jerry, here we go. Isn't it an insultingly sexist statement to declare the husbands can be a stubborn lot? Oh, come on, Pete. Man, you, you got to look. I get it. I get it. I get the whole men, too. I get it. Look, I, I, that's something I coined, by the way. 
for all the men who have been falsely accused of various crimes against women that's uh is just a sick sickening sickening uh but don't be don't go down that road of being thin-skinned like these people are not women plenty trust me man <laughs> you want to see a tough lady you just look at my better half uh, there are plenty, plenty of hardcore women who kick butt and take names for sure. Don't let the media and the silliness coming from the universities dissuade you that we, we have to go that route and be uh, offended by everything. Don't do that. It's, it's nuts. You don't want to go down that road. Um, I, but I'm, no, I, I, but I'm surprised the guy says pointing out that women statistically enjoy longer lives than men. That's exactly why you delay. I, as a man, that's exactly, that's, that's a weird thing. And then Chuck says, sounds like you both have outstanding merit. Okay, whatever. Um, retirement planning is complex financial, emotional processes. Husbands certainly have their wives' best interests at heart, but my father loved my mom and still claims his benefit at age 62. In 15 years, she still struggles financially because, yeah, right on, man. The fact remains, women live longer and later claiming helps. I, man, I could not... Uh, could not could not agree more. By stubborn, I only meant that husbands didn't change their behavior in this experiment. Yeah, and this guy says, uh, I've been doing finance, uh, kitchen table, I guarantee he's an insurance agent, kitchen table financial planning since 81. And most men are compl completely oblivious to their wives' future names, needs until they're educated. As like, yeah, right on. Good job, Jim. Uh, ah, I knew it! I Oh, man, tell me your brother Josh is a freaking top shelf here. The problem is very easily rectified by purchasing personal permanent life insurance. I knew it. <laughs> it ensures that funds will be available when needed most directly. Okay. Uh. Oh, man. I, uh, Janice says, I take exception to the words the men weren't persuaded to postpone their benefit and one day help their widows. My husband and I pull our salaries and we'll pull our retirement income. Maybe the men did not postpone because they and their wives needed the money sooner. Also, there was a bias towards taking Social Security sooner rather than later, despite financial articles uh, urging delay. All right. So anyway, that's that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, the study, Ted says, the study asked a representative panel about their expected claiming decisions based on how benefit information is presented to them. No significant difference in claiming behavior was observed between three different presentations. They then surmised that education, educating participants regarding benefit amount is not effective uh, in changing expected Social Security claiming age. Based on HRS study, which is the um, health retirement study through the University of Michigan, the study points to pension incentives, meaning companies offering a pension boost for retiring and health concerns as cheap motivators for choosing to start Social Security. Both motivators result in early retirement without sufficient wealth early claiming. So historically, immediate concerns, how do I meet our expenses far away? I, no, that's a great point, uh, Ted, great point. Immediate concerns, how do I meet our expenses outweigh future concerns? Uh, and there we go. It, it's, oh gosh, there's so much work to be done. Because even my man Ted says, when a significant percentage of people cannot handle a $400 one-time expense, is it any wonder that people say they'll take Social Care at the earliest possible time? I did an article, a video on that just two days ago. That's fake, fake. All right, I, I can't take it anymore. All right, so uh, I might have to post in here. I wonder if we'll let, do I have to? All right, cool. I might have to be able to do that. All right, good article. Uh, let me just share with you something else, too, I'm talking about. Let me go up here. So I have a, working with a, a wonderful man. He, uh, he got a tattoo uh, when he was in the Navy in Hong Kong, and he wasn't supposed to have done that because of hepatitis C. 
and because he got the tattoo in 1981 in Hong Kong when he wasn't supposed to, he has hepatitis C. He was able to get it cured, cured. Um, but the problem is if you have the fix to it, which is horrific, he was telling me, um, it's going to take off, you know, like an average of 20 years off your life expectancy. Freaking sucks, man. Just some stupid, you know, jail, uh, uh, jail tattoo. And I just, uh, I, I got some tattoos. <sighs> I think about some of those guys who did the tattoos on me. <sighs> it's just kind of scary. And so that's, uh, I don't, but I did it in the States, not in Hong Kong in 1981. Thank the good Lord. And of course now everyone's getting tattoos. So now it's kind of like, I, I, who knows what's going on. I, I imagine they're not sharing needles, but he was telling me it was him and five of his sailors. <laughs> they went. They, they roped this guy out of bed and they're just the same needle and the same guy uh, one guy jim john joe bob and dave and all getting the same needles and he's the last guy oh yeah yeah young and dumb and if you're from the military you're full of you know what i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say it but young dumb and full of not piss and vinegar young dumb and full of something sad but anyway Long story short, back in the 80s when I got mine, I guess early 90s too, uh, some of these guys uh, just in some some dude's room, you know, basically his uh, bedroom, but I was sitting there in his mom's apartment. Anyway, the problem is, so this guy says, all right, what are we playing on? His wife is going to live a long time. His mom, I think... His wife's mom or something like that was still around, uh, or grandma at 105 or so, I can't remember, but long-lived uh, for the wife. Not long-lived for him. He's expecting to go out to call it a career uh, and go to the big guy upstairs at uh, 12 years. So he's, you know, in his late 50s, he doesn't expect to live beyond 70. But the number one thing is, is we're talking about how do we make sure that we'll just call her Midge is protected from the tax bomb that awaits because he's saved a lot of money. No debt whatsoever. And when I say save, we're not talking multi-multi-millions, but we are talking just the American millionaire next door. No other way around that. Worked hard, played hard, raised kids, saved money, didn't expense more, has a $250,000 house. I mean, this is just, this is the kind of people I deal with all the time. Wants to make sure Midge is squared away, provide for her, but don't kill her tax-wise. And uh, so right now we're just looking at, you know, Roth conversions and things of that nature and when he's going to cut out and whatnot and, you know, and travel, enjoy their time, whatever the years they have together. So the number one thing is we're not taking Social Security for him until he's 70, without question, without question. Uh, number two is Midge is going to take at 62 because her benefit is minimal at best because she didn't work that much, just like my wife, old Char. You know, her benefit, as we see here today, you know, she's only 40, ooh, how old is she? 45? Yeah, 45. Shh. Don't tell her I had to think about that. 45. So she got 20 years of still she could work and kick butt and take names and change all that. But as we see here today, her benefit will be minimal, certainly less than my spouse, her spousal benefit. But I'm not taking my benefit until I'm 70 because I'm going to die before she is. She's younger. She's better looking. She's smarter. And she's a woman. So we know for a fact she'll survive me by many years. So I'm going to take that sucker at 70 to make sure she gets the maximum she can without question, without question. Uh, and she'll take her, so her own benefit will be reduced because she'll take hers at 62. So basically, in this case, Midge is going to take her benefit. It'll be like 400 bucks a month at 62. We'll call him John. We'll take his benefit at 70. And if he kicks the bucket, you know, 71, sucks. No other way around that. But he's, you know, prepared for that. But then Midge will have got that $400 a month because it will be reduced. It's going to be reduced by that 30% or whatever it is. And she'll at least get that, that she and John can spend 
uh, until he gets his benefit. And then again, if the big guy calls him away before then, then she'll get the, the, the she'll get the greater benefit nonetheless. So it's a good strategy, man. If you're out there and not thinking about this, you're wrong, man. If you're married, you're not thinking about what's going to happen to your surviving spouses. You're wrong. And Frank, I'd even turn the tables on you, my friend, women, friends. If you're married, you're not thinking about what happens to your surviving spouse. You're wrong too. You've got to be looking at it in two different ways, not just you, but the survivor benefit. And then you throw the spousal benefit as well. Lastly, don't rush in to take the spousal benefit. Spousal benefits can still grow and your own benefit can still grow. You can take one and allow the other to, to accumulate delayed credits. Please understand that. Ah, I'll do other videos on that, but uh, don't forget to smash. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks now.